Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to do a little sesh of Spill the Tea. So a lot's been going on in all of the reality TV space, including that Thomas Ravenel will not be at the Southern Charm reunion, and I believe he lost his job on Southern Charm. Not sure exactly all of the details around that, but he is facing two accounts of sexual assault. And I have heard that a few of the cast members refuse to film with him. It'll be interesting to see the reunion with just Ashley there and not Thomas uh, sitting beside her. Also, are they still together? Because... If I was Ashley and watching this all back, seeing how Thomas acted, being very kind to Catherine, not saying the nicest things about Ashley, and just kind of tittering around with his relationship with her, I would be out of there. But she defies all logic, as we know. Now, the next big spill the tea thing that happened has to do with The Bachelorette. So if you guys watched Ari season, you'll know that there are two Beccas, Becca Cuffrin, who is the Bachelorette now, and Becca with a K, who, Becca Martinez, who was 22 and caused kind of a stir amongst the women on the show. And Becca with a K is definitely calling out some shady stuff that's been going on. So, spoiler alert, please fast forward if you don't want to know any spoilers from The Bachelorette. But, right now, what we know is that Colton makes it to the final four. Colton used to date Allie Raisman. He also used to date Tia, who a lot of people thought was going to be The Bachelorette. I think he applied for it thinking it was going to be Tia and then started seeing her once it was clear it like wasn't her and then he went on the bachelorette anyhow and it was becca and he said he was over tia and just wanted to date becca so becca asked tia like can i date him i like him and tia said yes i were whatever happened is in the past 
Well, apparently, Tia retracts that, and as soon as Colton makes it to the final four, she runs back to Becca and says, actually, I still have feelings for Colton. So Becca, the wonderful, kind, lovely woman and Minnesotan that she is, cuts Colton loose. And Colton and Tia end up on Bachelor in Paradise, which is being filmed now. Now, that seems really shady because if they start dating and they get engaged on Bachelor in Paradise, we know that they had a relationship before. It's not just being organically developed on television in Mexico. (laughs) But so Becca Martinez decides to call them out on Twitter. And she writes... Yeah, Becca, we're both 100% over each other. We're totally not planning on getting back together slash probably engaged the minute we're in paradise. And then in parentheses, we're going to get so many followers from this manufactured narrative, LOL. Well, Raven Gates was none too pleased with this tweet and went off, off on Becca Martinez on Twitter saying that Tia couldn't stand up for herself because she's currently filming Bachelor in Paradise and isn't on Twitter and so she couldn't defend her name and Raven and Tia we all know are friends and it sounds like Raven's making it sound like there's more to the story than the way Becca Martinez is making it sound but there was a lot a lot of back and forth so highly suggest that you go to uh, Becca's Twitter account because Raven actually deleted the tweets and then blocked Becca so you can't you can't see them, but um, on Raven's account, but you can look, and it's Becca. It's at what's your sign? So that's sort of what's going on in the Bachelorette universe. It'll be really really interesting to see how Becca, the Bachelorette, sees this all play out because it sounds like she's friends with everyone. She's friends with Raven. She's friends with Tia. She's friends with Becca Martinez, and so uh, who knows? And um, maybe. Becca, the Bachelorette, is happily engaged and didn't really care that Tia got back together with Colton. Maybe it bugs her a little bit, but she's not going to say it. But it will just be very, very interesting to see how it all plays out. And Bachelor in Paradise is looking to be fantastic. So without further ado, we will get into this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 23. I have my guests on the phone from Chicago, Peter Wilhelm and Chris Napolitano. Welcome. Hey, Andy. Hello. So glad to be here. So glad you guys are here to shed some wisdom and light on this week's Real Housewives of New York. But before we get started, I want to know your housewives story. How did you get into housewives? Ooh, good question. I think for me, this is Peter, I actually started watching with Orange County a long, long time ago, but then I decided that I hated Vicky. (laughs) So I stopped watching (laughs) that one. Sorry, Vicky, if you're listening, but you're really weird and annoying. Um... And so I landed. Did you hear that she's thinking of running for political office? Oh Lord, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw that today on Twitter. Like a big office? I have no idea. I didn't click on the article. 
Can you imagine her in Washington, D.C.? That would be amazing. Oh, I bet <laughs> she would be like a local office in Orange County. <laughs> no, she's going straight for senator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she is a good liar. Exactly. <laughs> she can make it work. I mean, is she it can, really that she, crazy? What if her point? platform was like healthcare and she's like, I know people that may or may not have had cancer. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my God. You're so wise, Vicky. <laughs> um, so you got into the OC and then dropped off. But when did, did you, what made you, what brought you back? For me, it was, I just think the New York crew and the Atlanta crew are the most real and interesting. And so we watched those guys a lot. I mean, I, I think you watch, what do you watch else? So for me, it was, Peter actually got me into watching it. I never got that much into the OC, but the first one that we started watching religiously was uh, New York. And yeah. we watched New York since the beginning. Uh, that is That one is my favorite. To me, more than any other of the series, the ladies of New York seem like they genuinely like each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that deep down, they're, they're actually truly friends. Which came out in this week's episode. But I've never right. seen the early seasons of New York, which I'm oh. embarrassed to say. Embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you should go back because actually the whole Bethany, Jill, Zarin thing exactly. was really interesting a long time ago. I mean, dramatic as all these you know, Bravo shows are, but they had a, I mean, they were good characters. I've heard Jill Zarin is like a lovely person. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's aggressive on the show, which is, you know, excellent for the show. Uh, she was always a little dramatic for my taste, but. Yeah. Is Bethany too dramatic for your taste? <laughs> no. Or is that the all. right amount? Bring it all. Bring all the <laughs> Bethany crazy. Although she's been getting a little bit too nuts with the Carol situation lately, honestly. Like, I feel like what is going on? It's a little too much attack, attack dog. I think she's always an attack dog. Yeah, but like it's, you know, I totally agree. She's usually attack mode with people she's not quite close with. But when it got weird with Carol, I was like, what is this all about? Like, I really it's don't about get it. her inability to maintain close relationships with anyone other than her daughter or her driver. Mm, her driver. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, that's like her one person that's been there. <laughs> Always confiding in him. She is, and I, I I, can't tell if he hates her or if they're <laughs> sleeping together. <laughs> uh, I do see, I think that sometimes when I see him in the front seat, I'm like, what is this person thinking? Like, why am I doing this show? <laughs> it, he better be getting like the salary of a psychotherapist. Loaded. I think he should be loaded. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't accept insurance. It's going to be three fifty an hour. <laughs> well, Bethany's over there passing out like wads of cash every episode. So I think she can afford it. Oh yeah. She's like, here's a cash card that I took from my charity. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Kevin. <laughs> okay. So this week's episode starts out with Bobby Zarin's death, Jill Zarin's oh. husband. And he had had cancer for a while, and it sounds like things had taken a turn for the worse, and he was in hospice, and everyone knew, but it still is shocking for someone that was so, like, larger than life and had such a personality and young to to die. And I feel like it made all the women reckon with their own mortality and with their friendships and what's worth holding on to. 
And so they all show up at the funeral, which, of course, Jill Zarin somehow got Bravo to show up with cameras and got everyone to sign the release forms, which I find to be quite shocking because they're Jewish and you have to bury someone within 48 hours unless it's over like Friday night into Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And so she did that quickly. (laughs) That's true that I didn't see very many blurred faces in in those shots. So. Everyone signed a release form. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she probably handed them out as people were like entering the, the funeral home. <laughs> or I mean, with the prayer cards. To be yes. honest, like, you know, he was in hospice. So maybe she did it. You know, oh, totally. <laughs> I totally think she's like, OK, he's going to die. This is my ticket back. Yeah. Although, I mean, I honestly she she's. She clearly, they were totally in love, and yeah, she's not like a person that makes up her feelings. She definitely is a, you know, this is a real me kind of thing. So yeah, I think that. Oh, I am not hating yeah. on her. No. I I do not judge how anyone deals with grief, yeah. whether they want to do it on camera or whether maybe she is lonely and wanted to get back in the housewives as something to do. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's Jill's been gunning to get back on the show since she left the show, basically. Or (laughs) really, when Bethany came back, I'm sure she's like, oh, that's that could have been me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially after seeing how Dorinda was like, you know, I lost Richard and I didn't really Mm -hmm. know what I was doing. And they made me a housewife. And now I like I'm doing something with my life. I like have things to do every day before I was just sitting around in my misery. You know. I think you could definitely put some money down on her coming back for the show. I think that. Yeah. And just the like potential full circle moment with Bethany and totally, all yeah. of that. Yeah. I would oh, love yeah. it. And I don't even know what tore them apart. Is there like a Vegas betting on what the season finale is going to be? I think that we could put some money. Maybe we could make some money on this. Put some bets down. Okay. What do you see happening? He's going to come. Jill's going to come back at the very end. And they're going to have some big like making makeup moment. It's going to be like. Riding off into the sunset, or Bethany actually punches her in the face. One of those two. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Bethany and Carol's relationship is completely over? No. I hope not. Bethany and Carol are my favorite New York housewives, so this whole thing has... Yeah. I just don't really even know what to think. I just hope it doesn't last very long. I I love both of them, too. It's true. I hope, yeah, they'll, they'll get they'll get past it. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Have you read Why? any of Carol's blogs? No, no, I haven't. They are biting. Just a little too bare, like too honest? I think just she's basically saying a lot. She's constructing these like pretty strong, articulate arguments against Bethany. Mm. And nope, the writer. Yeah, I mean... Either that or her ghostwriter <laughs> crafting these. But yeah, she definitely lays it all out there. And I would be offended based on the things that Bethany has said about her. Like, oh, she wants to pretend she's 45, but is acting like she's seven. That's, yeah, it's a little childish. But then. Oh, she doesn't have kids. Like, it's just things that are really nasty to say that I feel like are so much lower of blows than the blows that Carol sends. But then, like, we, we kind of go back and forth with these shows. It's like, how much of that is just because they want, you know, the story or the moment or whatever? 
whatever Bravo calls the, Yeah, like you know, in the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's always that element, but the the art of it, I think, is not making that so obvious. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the closest people now are Dorinda, Tinsley, and Carol, because they're all doing those Coupon King commercials together. <laughs> the worst. I don't understand what that is. <laughs> well... I I think they're funny. You Am do? I the only one? Maybe. <laughs> like the best is John in the elevator, <laughs> and he like he says like something weird to Dorinda, or she says something, and he goes clip. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a new commercial tonight <laughs> also with Bethany and uh, one of the Beverly Hills housewives? Oh, who? Oh, yeah, that's right. Who was Kyle, that? her friend? I think oh, it was yeah, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, yeah they're, they've been friends since before they were famous. I think there was another commercial, maybe another coupon. There were two, team. yeah. Oh, my God. Is she going with a competitor against Tinsley's boyfriend? Oh, you know what? You're, is that what it is? Coupon King is Tinsley's boyfriend? Uh, yeah. Scott okay. is the that coupon king. That makes more sense. I had totally was missing it. I'm like, what is Bravo doing? Oh, God. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Tinsley's boyfriend who she's shopping for wedding dresses oh before she's yes. Okay, so let's get into that. So <laughs> Dale, Tinsley's mother, comes oh to goodness. visit. They shop for wedding dresses. Tinsley is not engaged to Scott. And then they FaceTime with Tinsley's fertility doctor that her mother Dale picked out and forced her to have her eggs extracted for. And they actually look at the eggs via FaceTime. Like, and then they cry. <laughs> and with the same like hand motion, cry, cry. It was so strange. Like, it how was the realistic. weirdest thing. And then she wanted to give her credit card to the doctor so that her mom would stop paying the bills for her frozen eggs. Why is the bill coming to mom's address? What is going on? Because mom wants control. Oh my God, that's so strange. It is a very unusual thing. What is with like do Palm Beach doctors in general all make themselves available for FaceTime and have... Well, he must have obviously signed the same forms as everyone at Bobby Zarin's funeral. And so I'm thinking that if he gets his name and face out there and he's a fertility doctor, and there's a lot of people that need those, that that's actually great for business. I suppose that's true. (laughs) And a really unusual conversation to have... um, on on national television in front of America in front of it. But like without the person that you're like pretty seriously considered having children with, like, what do you think his reaction is going to be? Do you think she's going to tell him before the show? I think he knows she's like this. Like, I think he totally knows. Yeah, I guess that's true. She doesn't really seem like she's much of a, she doesn't hide her crazy. And that's, that's what I love about Tinsley. She embraces the like crazy nuttiness and emotionally charged everything that she is and it's it's cute it's funny she's very childlike yeah can you do an impression of her mother dale (laughs) please i don't think i can do it i I I think chris can chris can he's really good at he's good at impressions he is (laughs) put on your southern charm 
your snootiness. I can't. I can't do a southern like accent without sounding, without sounding condescending. Oh, you can sound condescending. <laughs> I mean, Dale sounds condescending. Like, you don't have much time left. I actually told that to Scott. Was like, oh if God. you're not ready, then, you know, jump overboard or something. That was so strange. And they were like, on what? a ship? Yeah, what was the ship thing? I don't even know what they were talking about. Oh, so she was, they were on a boat during their Christmas vacation, probably in Palm Beach. Yes. And <laughs> she was pressuring <laughs> Scott about children and is like, if you aren't the one, it's like time to jump ship. And they were on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's recalling, telling this thing to Tinsley. Tinsley's like, Mom, this is so embarrassing. You, you know, your mom's like, well, you, you don't have time. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. You need to move on if you're not getting ready, Scott. Hurry up, Scott. And then she's yelling at her mother in the lobby of this hotel. And she's like, I'm sorry, but we're in the lobby of my hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kept calling it her hotel repeatedly. Is it your hotel? It's so, I, how much must that cost her to live in that hotel? I, can't, I just can't get past Probably that. less than how much it would pay to rent Sonia's townhouse. That's true, but that's a whole townhouse. Yeah, I think it's 10000 a month to be in the hotel. How do you go from needing to shack up with your friend to living in what is obviously a, an expensive hotel in that amount of time? So I don't so. think she ever needed to live with Sonia. I think it was it was a plot line for them to bring her in to the show. Uh-oh. That makes even more sense. I was like, just who, thinking it was... Who would voluntarily live with Sonia? <laughs> right. Like, right. even Luann could barely handle it. She was, like, going home with random men so she didn't have to end up at that townhouse <laughs> at night. <laughs> it's haunted. I bet it smells there. Yeah, it totally smells there. You know it does. Like, dog poop and... I want to love Sonia. I really do. But I feel like she's completely out of touch with your reality. Yeah, so question. I've been wondering this since yes. a few episodes ago. When she hits on the gay man who is the photographer photographing her townhouse, and she's like, well, are you bisexual? If I buy you something, will you get sexual? Like, is that funny when an older woman does that? Or is that, <laughs> like, harassment? <laughs> I think it's funny sad, but not, like, funny cute. I don't know. She's yeah. I mean, like do I feel- older women hit on you? No. No, no, no. Not me. How about you? <laughs> Chris is like, speak for yourself, honey. All the time. <laughs> I don't know. That's such a strange... I mean, she's just so bold about it. So She, she hits on everyone, but she yeah. also follows through. Yeah, no, she's... She's, she's not like her. just harmlessly flirting like Ramona. She will follow it- through. You don't think it's just p- part of her quote-unquote charm? Well, <laughs> it is. But <laughs> so there's this other p- podcast, Bitch Sedge, which is really well-known. Casey Wilson, oh, yeah. Daniel Schneider, a lot of people listen to it. They do live shows, and they do a thing called Boots on the Ground. And if you've ever like met a housewife or know something about someone from one of the shows, you say something or you, you go up to the microphone. And there's definitely been, like, young men who've been like, yeah, so I've slept with Sonia. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, she gets around like... enough that in, if you have a crowded theater of a thousand people, like, you might find one dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, they, she... they usually find, like, eight girls who've, like, slept with Shep Rose from Southern Charm. Wow. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, Sonia will come across as though she's, like, kind of still, she's like, I'm flirty, but I don't really do all that. And, like, no, you know that she No, that's <laughs> Ramona. Yeah. I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. So, Luann. Poor Luann. It is a couple days, I think, before Christmas or New Year's. Luann goes down to Palm Beach or West Palm Beach, still not sure. And (laughs) she somehow ends up staying at the hotel where her wedding, I guess, brunch was. So, like, the day after their wedding. So, she's staying at that hotel I thought she was in that hotel with a guy, but it turns out she was in the hotel with a woman. And she thought she was in her room, but she wasn't in her room. It was somebody else's room. And so the people whose room it really was came in, saw Luann, and called the police. And they're like, or probably called the hotel people and were like, someone's in our room. First of all, how did they get in a room that's not theirs? I had not heard any of this story. I have so many questions. This is crazy town. I wondered what happened. So they're in. So like, imagine you're staying at a hotel and you walk in the room and there are people already there that are belligerent and refusing to leave. How did that happen? I. How did she get in the room? I can't think of a good explanation. So the police come because they're not leaving, and they forcibly remove her. She kicks them. They put her in the back of a cop car in handcuffs. She gets out of the handcuffs. That's the best part. That's the best part. <laughs> On and video. Then, and video. And she's like, I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> and uh, kick some. Also, she's on that police video in the back of the police cruiser. She was clearly sort of blonde-ish. And on the way back after her program, she's had red highlights or something put into her hair. So I don't know. Girl went to the salon. I don't know what kind of program this was, but it was also a salon. That's the Palm Beach (laughs) prison system for you. They got salons up in there. (laughs) (laughs) So she is in this treatment center on New Year's Eve and doesn't know anyone, which she says is incredibly humbling. And she gets... Uh, she talks to Bethany the day of uh, Bobby Zarin's funeral and is like, I didn't expect to get arrested and not be able to attend the funeral. <laughs> I mean, I don't think... That's, that's her reaction to Bobby Zarin's death. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was editing, but you're totally right. No, I it like... definitely... I mean, you could tell they all were moved by the death, but... <laughs> It was just so funny to me that she said that. And then on the way out of the rehab, she calls Dorinda to, you know, open up, say that she was self-medicating. I'm like, you're telling Dorinda? I know. The queen of self-medicating? I know. How awkward and Dorinda, that Dorinda was like, oh, I better watch myself. Like, I like I think she was watching all of this thinking it could be me. Well, and... Yeah, and Tinsley, both, I mean, they're all basically having that realization, I think, in this episode. They're like, oh, Lord. Well, Tinsley is like, it's been her, you know, but she's like, mine was just a misdemeanor. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think even, Dorinda even made a comment, something about that, you know, this, what's happened to Luann has even changed her behavior Mm. because Dorinda's afraid of that happening to her. It should. 
when Dorinda gets drunk, like she can be combative. Yeah. I love like the sloppy, I'm going to make a roasted chicken and we'll have two, no four bottles of wine, Carol. <laughs> you know, I love that. But then there's also like the other drunk Dorinda, which is like, you don't know Haiti. I know Haiti. Oh, was that the strangest episode? The the relief episode? As someone who like works in the humanitarian field, it was really painful. The people who signed the waivers to be on that show. Oh, yeah. I had no idea what was going like, on. What is going on? Well, who, Bethany, who is this woman? <laughs> so embarrassing. It was so bad. So they go to Condbody at the end, all what? together without Luann to work out and potentially celebrate. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. What are they doing what at Condbody? What is that plug? Is that? Do you think that was ever? Is that a real gym? Like that makes yes. no sense. It's such a strange. It's definitely. Concept. It's. I think it's actually a super smart marketing ploy. A guy who went to prison for seven years got super in shape and was like, "Let's do prison yard workouts." Is that the concept? I was like, "Why are they doing jumping jacks and squats and stuff?" I'm like, "What is this strange little oh, it's like micro a, gym?" Yeah, it's like if you were in a prison yard. I guess so. Because, you know, people get super in shape at prison because there's nothing else to do. Well, not even that, but with the backdrop of this whole episode being about Luann being in 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 prison. And then at the end, they show all their their fake mugshots alongside Luann's big, in the center, you know, actual mugshot. I wonder when this was decided i bet it was production that was like you know what we have a creative way to talk about her arrest lightheartedly (laughs) it'll be interesting when luann watches this afterwards (laughs) oh because i i bet she'll have a laugh i feel like luann takes herself less seriously now than she did before i think I mean, she definitely seems more real to me. That's been my problem with Luann off and on in the past. It's just that she's always, you know, the countess. It's very um, infrequently that you get to hear her say something that seems real. The real Luann, yeah, instead of putting on a show, yeah. She's like, I have a Pandora station. Oh, yeah. And then she (laughs) sings a little bit of that for you. Like, oh, babe, you're not. You're 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 a really nice, like I'm sure you're smart and successful or whatever, but like you're you're not a singer. It's not it's not for you. Although she did do that lounge like music for a little bit in one of the other episodes. I was like that. Yeah, that could actually work for her, but not like. Pop. I mean, it's she talks sings and she talks sings very yeah. well. Yeah. Have you heard of her cabaret show, Countess and Friends? Wait. Oh, maybe that's what I was hearing a little bit of. Yeah, she's had it in New York, and then she brought it to L.A., I think, for one or two shows. She has actual singers and people who are on Broadway do stuff, Uh. like her quote-unquote friends. And she's only on for like 11 minutes of it and makes jokes about her arrest and whatever. This is like at a real cabaret, you're saying. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah, well, I can imagine her saying, you know, it's Broadway adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) And it's in Newark. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's like not even in New York. <laughs> I would honestly 
do anything to see that show. Okay, we're totally doing that. So anything else from this episode? Did you like did you like Tinsley's potential wedding dress? No, I did not. Although, yeah, I just couldn't get past the like bizarreness of the fact that she's trying all these dresses on and she hasn't even you know, you should probably get engaged first before you worry about that. I know. She's a little nuts. And the braids. I just can't. I don't understand the braids. Like, Do you not like women in braids? I think they can be cute, but she's, I don't know. It's a little much for me. Do you think women of a certain age need to give up a braid? Her. Yeah. I think just it's her. <laughs> well, no, I mean, she's, she's clinging to this, like, youth thing. when I mean, she's not old or anything, but she's just, I don't know. It's just. She's clinging a to a. A time in her life. Yeah. Like nine. Yeah, exactly. Please. You know? It wasn't even just the fact that she went <laughs> wedding dress shopping, but when Dale said that to her, Dale. suggested that they go wedding dress shopping, she said, oh, I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this is what my mom and I do for fun. Neither of us are married, and we are going to go try on wedding dresses. No, no pressure, though, Tinsley's boyfriend. Also, while you're in this wedding dress that we're not going to buy because you're not actually getting married, <laughs> let's FaceTime your fertility doctor that I chose for you just to remind you that your biological <laughs> clock is ticking. <laughs> Oh, and did I forget to mention, I mentioned that your biological clock is ticking to your boyfriend, (laughs) that you're trying not to scare away. (laughs) (laughs) It's just too much, Dale. Back off, Dale. We were a little shocked also that, so when they showed that one dress with the big bow that she tried on, that it was only $5,000 or something like that. I was oh, like, I didn't even see the price tag. Yeah, I was like, you know, Dale's sweater was probably worth more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's two weeks of your hotel stay. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's go through each character from New York. Tell me your like first thing that pops in your head or what you think about them. Oh, this is going to be rough. Oh, be honest and loud <laughs> okay. and bold. Okay. Ramona. Crazy. Crazy eyes? Just both crazy eyes and crazy for me. She's Looney Tunes. I mean, that's one of my favorite uh, Real Housewives of New York moments ever is when Ramona was on the catwalk with the crazy eyes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my God, I've tried buying those online too. Andy, if you're, if you're listening, make it easier for us to find them. Andy Cohen, I'm sure you're listening to my podcast. <laughs> Definitely. We want the Ramona crazy eyes. Yes, they are hot. Let's get them. They should be so widely available. It's like when there's a solar eclipse, you know how you can like cut out and make your own glasses. They should be available like that. Totally perfect idea. On Bravo.com. Okay. Luann. Uh, I don't have one word to describe her, but I am appreciating that she seems much more real now. Don't be all uncool. Yeah, <laughs> I do prefer her, that version of her, for sure. Sonia. Ooh. Legit crazy. Or, you know, stuck in, like, this fairy tale future land for herself and, like, can't really She's figure. in the past. Yeah, like, she's, like... Definitely alternate universe, kind of not being honest with herself, yes. But at yeah. the same time... I think I would have an excellent time hanging out with her. Like that would. Oh my gosh! At fun. one of her uh, Wednesday gay parties <laughs> <laughs> that oh we've God, never seen. 
Like, it was, like, all of a sudden, she's like, so every Wednesday, I just invite my gays over, and I cater it. And ten years later of watching her on the show, she suddenly has the every weekend or every Wednesday party that we've never heard and of. And she invited the most ridiculous people <laughs> that, you know, just wanted to be on TV. Uh-huh. Like, they're not her friends. No. Just sign the waiver so I can get some some Bravo time. Also, yeah. I, think we, I think we recognize some of the drag queens that were there. Like, you oh, know, yeah. you're, you know, you're gay when. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the, yep. Wait, really? Who did you recognize? I can't it remember was, who it was now. Was it, was it Aquaria cracker, I think. or, or cra- It was either what? Aquaria or Cracker. One of the um, current contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. is was was in there this season. That's amazing. What a crossover. <laughs> um, okay, who else do we've got? We got Carol. Introspective, thoughtful hippie. You think she's a hippie? I think With she all is. that money that she spends? Uh, does she spend a lot? I guess she does. She's a princess. She's Carol's probably the most, to me, she's the most similar to me personality-wise, so I identify with her the most. Um, what, what do you think is similar? She's quiet, but she stands up for herself when she needs to. She's funny, but she gets her humor in in like a more subtle way. She's not a in-your-face Bethany sort of um, mm. funny, which uh, I also think is really funny, by the way. But um, it's a subtle. Yeah, it's more passive like you aggressive. Laugh, you're like, was that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> Either that, or she'll say something that's funny, and in part, why it's funny is because you didn't expect her to say it. Yeah. Which yeah. I appreciate. She's, she's direct and quick. Do you name all of your animals baby? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not right. <laughs> okay, Dorinda. All I think is drunk, but that's not really probably very nice. Yeah, she's she's just, a, you know, hurting. You don't she's love hurting. Dorinda? No, I, I love her. What are you doing here without Dorinda? <laughs> I yeah. made it nice. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's hilarious, but it's only because she's drunk and you're like, oh my God, you're drunk on national television again. No, yeah. I, I feel exactly the opposite, actually. Really? I pref- I think she's much, I prefer her when she's not drunk. Actually. Yeah, I like her sober. Yeah. I like her a lot. You know what she is? is she's sort of the Jill Zarin. Like Jill used to be the, you know the the wise mother of the group and 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 when she's sober when Dorinda's sober she plays that role pretty well she's like say it forget it write it regret it (laughs) amazing okay bethany successful sharp-witted i don't know she's just she's hilarious she's my favorite by far like she cracks me up you watch it for bethany love her i was so happy when she came back and tinsley She's okay. She's definitely of the like the airhead people that they brought into the show. She's definitely not like the worst of that. She's who was the worst of the airheads they brought into the show? <laughs> what was that one? Kristen. Kristen. Yeah, who is the nail polish? Oh lord, she couldn't even like get her. the only thing I remember. She couldn't even get her Real Housewives tagline thing. What was it? It was something just like I am a blonde, ha ha ha, or something. <laughs> okay. Favorite Housewives tagline of all time. Oh, you've stumped us. Hmm. I do like the, I, I like uh, Ramona's tagline. From the I year. love it. I was just about to say that. Yeah. What is it right now? I don't it's, a little, it's a little bit flippant the way she says it, but I, I it's. She's like, age is mind over matter. 
If you, if don't, you don't mind, mind it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Well, thank you guys so much for being on this episode. Of course. So thank glad you. to be yeah. here. Yeah. Well, any any final thoughts the rest of the season do you think it's gonna end with a dramatic entrance from Jill Zarin well did they already go on a trip on this one I forget if they all went somewhere so there was a trip that has not aired yet but that definitely has happened because I saw some reports about it where yeah. they, oh. were, they were all in Colombia yes. and there was some sort of ship and it wasn't safe, and there was a fire on board, and they, like, what? got stranded at sea. Yeah. And I think it was really bad. I think Sonia came home in diapers. Oh, <laughs> my Really God. think yes. that's what happened. And I wasn't sure if they were even going to show it, because I think they were suing, suing Bravo, which, I mean, they should if they were on a ship that did not have like the proper safety measures. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's production's job to make sure. Oh, the ladies were seeing that? They were on some sort of boat and things went awry and everyone got seasick and was vomiting. Oh. And like, I think there was a fire on board. There wasn't enough extinguisher. I don't know what happened, but it sounds crazy. Whoa. That sounds like. They're going to air the hell out of that if they can. I know. That's awesome. The Cartagena, I think that's where they go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so much for being on this episode. I really appreciate it. Where can we find you on social media? You can't find me at all anymore. I've totally dropped out of of the Facebook universe. Other than our... Are you uh, on Instagram? uh, Yes. Yeah? What's, What's your name? What is my name on uh, PJW? <laughs> I don't even know. PJW202 as a throwback to, to uh, I'll, I'll tag DC. you. I'll yeah, tag you. you. Chris, any, <laughs> anything you guys want to plug? I'm on the Instagram as well, and I'm on the face place. <laughs> <laughs> what is your handle? Oh, gosh. Okay. You'll oh, have to tag uh, him, My too. handle is Napolch, N-A-P-O-L-C-H. <laughs> this reminds me of when my mom used to, like, tape her phone number to the back of her phone <laughs> if people asked her for her number. <laughs> too funny. Okay, guys. Have a lovely week. And you too. Thank you, Miss Talk Mandy. to you, you soon. Too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week.